Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show, your Caravaggio of NBA shows. Because years from now, we're all going to look back and think, this show was so colorful, these colors will last forever. Doesn't make any damn sense. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. What up? Uh, it is Monday, November 20th, 2017, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. With the upcoming holiday, I just wanted to reach out and say hi, and give thanks for everyone who listens, and... Um, Thank you to all of you for listening. I don't know. Um, I hope everyone has great plans for the weekend and plans for your Thanksgiving. And I hope you travel safe and get to your destination. And maybe you can listen to this podcast on your way. It's always fun, right? Anyway, uh, Tim Topkins is coming up tonight. We're going to talk about way too early All-Stars. We're four weeks into the season. And I just figured, let's throw it out there. I'm going to give you my predictions for who makes it, who gets snubbed, and who gets in. And uh, yeah, we go on. We ramble. It's fun. In the meantime, um, you can catch the show. If you're already listening to it, you don't even need me to tell you. But tell your friends. You can find the show on the Almighty Baller Network on almightyballer.com. You can download it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. And um, you can tweet at the show at Joe Borelli. That's me personally. You can tweet at the show at the Superflight at Superflight Pod. And you can email me if you're so inclined at the Superflight Podcast at gmail.com. Although I still don't think anybody's ever used that email. But feel free to use it because it's just sitting there. And what else? What else? Um, Here's the thing. Haircuts. Don't you love haircuts? Everybody loves to get a good haircut, right? Makes you feel like a brand new person. Makes you feel like a new man or woman, right? Haircuts are great. Except when they're not. Except for when you go to your barber and... All right, so listen, I go to a barber that's right near my job. When I'm done with work, I walk over there and I get a cut before I go home. And it's a big place. Like there's like six guys that are cutting hair. Somehow, invariably, almost every time I get the one guy who cannot cut my hair for shit, right? Happens almost every time. I mean, I've obviously gotten enough cuts from other guys that I know what a good cut is like. But this guy, every second time, probably like this guy, I... He does a terrible job with my hair. So I go in and I'm waiting there in line. I'm just hanging out and, you know, checking out Twitter on my phone and I'm I'm waiting. And I get called and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go, I'll go. No, it's this guy again. I'm like, damn it. Oh, I should let this other guy go. So I get in the chair. I'm like, all right, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I sit down and, you know, he does. He asks me what I want. I'm like, you know, do short on the back and sides and keep it a little bit longer on the top. And I have to take off my glasses. Like, I usually try and plan it so that I'm wearing my contacts when I go for a haircut. Because if I wear my glasses, I have to take those off. And literally, I can't see anything but a blur in the mirror. I can't tell what he's doing. This is the problem with being half blind. I can't see anything that's happening. I just, like, I mean, I see what he's doing. But I can't tell what the hair looks like. I, it's it's just, it's too far away. I'm very, very, very nearsighted. Really, really, really nearsighted. Um, maybe one day I'll invest in LASIK. Anyway. That's a story for another time. So I'm sitting there and, you know, he, he's like, all right, cool. And he starts cutting my hair, goes to town, does his thing. And the guy, I, I always find this guy, too, is like obsessed with the back of my head, right? He spends the majority of the time just taking little, little chunks of hair off the back, like buzzing it so ever slow. And he'll go around to the sides, he'll trim the sides, and he'll come back to the back again. And then he'll go back around to the sides and cut around the ears, and he'll go back to the back again. Like, he's uh, he's like obsessed with the back of my head. It's weird, like the neck area, you know? I mean, you know, that that looks fine, I think, but faded up nice. Um, but the rest of it, man, it's, it's like, 
it's okay. It's not a terrible haircut, but it is really uneven in spots and like a little bit choppy and like, and I was actually impressed at first because he was using a, a new trimmer, right? I was like, and it, it was like taking the hair off like nothing. It was going so quick. And like, when you get a good haircut with a good set of razors, man, like it just, it feels like nothing. Like I've gotten enough bad haircuts with guys who really need to sharpen their blades. They're just like, you know, it's like pulling the hair out of your head. It's delightful when you get a nice razor on your head. I feel like I should be promoting Harry's right here or something. But anyway, listen, um, he gives me a haircut and he's all done doing his thing. And he... He like holds the mirror up to the back of my head. So I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to go off. My, I got to get my glasses. And I put my glasses on. I'm like, oh yeah, back, back looks pretty good. I mean, of course you can't tell what your hair looks like, right? Until you leave, until you're done and you get home and you're like, get to move it around the way you want. But I, the first thing I noticed when I'm looking at my hair is like, first of all, all the hair in the back of my head is standing straight up in the air. I don't know what this dude was doing, but he like sprayed my hair with so much water. Um, and he just, he was like sort of blow drying it, but not really. Just like he turned the blow dryer on and wasn't touching my head at all. He's just holding it and just combing my hair over. I'm like, what do you, what do you, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and the first thing that pops into my mind is, my God, my hair looks like fucking Hitler. Like he's like, it's perfectly part, like completely combing over this. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, what, what, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I mean, it's a good thing I have a beard, but I was worried that I was going to walk out of there and somebody's going to punch me in the face for being a Nazi. I'm like, it's that haircut. You know, it's that, it's that freaking haircut. Ah, oh, damn it. I have to change my haircut. Um, anyway. And I'm like, what do you, you know, it, it's okay. I'm like, well, you know, it's sticking up in the back a little bit. He's like, oh, I don't want to take any more off. It'll be, it'll be terrible. I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm like, so at this point, what do you do when you realize you've gotten a not great haircut? What are you supposed to do? You can't go like, what am I going to do? Go shorter? Just keep trimming it down until it's all shaved off. That would be a bad look. Um, it's, just, it's a terrible thing. Like my wife was asking me like, why, why do we accept bad products? Why do we accept this as our norm? Like, what am I supposed to do? You're right. Of course she's right. What am I supposed like, how am I supposed, why would I accept this? If somebody like, if they gave me a half eaten sandwich when I ordered a cheesesteak or something like, I wouldn't accept that. I would send it back. But with your hair, you don't really have a choice. They've cut your hair. It'll grow back. I mean, but man, what, like, I don't have all day to sit there and like, oh, let me see, you know, this, this is a little bit short over here, but it, you know, you made me look like a ragamuffin. I, it's, it's just crazy. Like I, I gotta, I gotta remember to avoid this guy next time. But anyway, I left there seriously. Like I was like, okay, that, it looks okay. I have glasses on and I have a beard. So I'm not, I don't think people are going to really think that I'm a Nazi, but I was really concerned. It was, it was, the thing is like, I got home. So the other thing is when you, when you get a haircut, you can't run your fingers through your hair, right? Because you'll get hair everywhere. Like no matter how much they blow it off or whatever, they put the hot towel on your face and get all this stuff off your face. But you still have hair clippings all up in your head. So if you brush your hands through your hair, you're just going to have hairy hands. Like, I don't want to get on this subway with hairy hands. It's gross. You know, people will wonder what I've been doing for my whole life. You know that a whole lifestyle. Um, so I can't really touch my hair. And it's just parted completely to the side and looks like terrible. I mean, it, it's okay. The funny thing is like I get home and I... I I moved my fingers through my hair, did my own thing. And it looks fine. It looks, I mean, it's a little jagged and you know, he didn't do a great job. Thanks, dude. And somehow I still tipped him $10. Why? I don't know. It's, it's the holidays, you know? I want to be a friendly guy. I want to be in the holiday spirit. I mean, the, the haircut was only 25 bucks. So it's a $35 haircut. I really want to go to the dude in my neighborhood 
But that dude charges $40 for a cut. Just for the cut. Just to start, he charges $40 for the cut. He would probably shape the hell out of my head. I mean, he would shape me up really good. He'd probably look great. But $40? That's without tip? Like, are you kidding me? So I guess I'll just have to keep going back to the Russian guy who likes to cut my hair weird and purposefully make me look like Hitler. Thanks, dude. Um, anyway, there's my ramble for the evening. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. I just felt like complaining about a haircut. You know, I hate getting my haircut. I mean, I, I like it. The other thing was I was really tired, so I was struggling mightily to keep my eyes open. It's kind of embarrassing. You guys ever fallen asleep in the in the barber chair? I don't know. Hit me up. Reply to me because I would love to hear some stories about this. It was a struggle. I'm like really, really trying to keep my eyes open. Because, you know, if you start falling asleep in the barber chair, you're going to start doing the nod and your head's going to bob and then you're really going to fuck up your haircut. Boy, that was that was tough. Anyway, so Tim Tompkins coming up. We're going to talk about the way too early all-stars. So I know we're only four weeks in and I thought it would be a fun, futile exercise. And, you know, it's fun food for thought on our uh, on our holiday trips, right? Good listen, I hope. Anyway, enjoy. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Anyways, I was saying, uh, yeah, I put my shirts online because enough people told me that they wanted to buy them that I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to sell the shirts. I'm going to put them online with the Nuda logo because everybody said they're dope. They'll buy a shirt. I'm like, I'm going to put them online and any proceeds I get, 100% of it, I'm going to donate to Puerto Rican, Puerto Rico Relief Disaster Fund stuff. Mm -hmm. And I sold two and they were both purchased by me. One for me, one for my wife. (laughs) I'm like, all right. I've already so, donated to, to the disaster relief for Puerto Rico, so I guess I could donate more. I just like it seems so to donate my own money again. <laughs> don't feel bad about it. I think that people genuinely want to buy the shirt until they have to go and hit the purchase button. Yeah, I mean, fourteen dollars you know? is a lot for for a lot of people. I understand. Well, plus shipping. So I know with us over at T Public, uh, it's fourteen dollars, and the shipping is like eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no control over that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's where I did mine too, T Public. And I'm like, it'll be fine. And then I also got like a different design shirt because I don't, I don't wear co- like round collar shirts. I look terrible, so I always get the V cut. I always get the V cut shirt, which is extra money. And then I got it in black instead of yellow because I'm like, who the hell is gonna wear a yellow? I'm not wearing a yellow shirt. <laughs> I got black, and of course it's extra money. You know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, uh, with T Public, if. Somebody listening right now is like, you know what? I'm going to go get myself a Superflight shirt uh, because our should, by the way, (laughs) they should. I got to tell you, spend the extra to your point, Joe. I spend like the extra six dollars or whatever it is to to get the nicer material. And it's 100 percent worth it. Oh, yeah. 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 If you get the baseline T-shirt, that's like 14 dollars. You're going to regret it. By the way, I wouldn't go that far. I I have a couple of buddies that have some of the baseline T-shirts and like they all right. You know, but I want a nice T-shirt as long as, as long as I'm going to spend that much money and I actually care about what I'm repping, which anything I bought off of T-Public, I do. Exactly. You want the nicer shirt. Yeah, because you want to be able to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, your hair is looking fresh. Good job. Hey, thanks, man. It's did all get, right. Did you get your teeth whitened, too? Look good. Oh, God, don't don't talk to me about that crap. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing braces and my teeth are stained with coffee because I can't, like, really. It's, it's horrible. But I'm thinking about getting the Invisaligns for my lower my lower level. Really? They're too fuzzy. I can't really tell. That's the... I, I, well, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm 
just talking. I don't need you staring at my teeth, Joe. So <laughs> we aren't in the same room. They probably think that we are. No, we're not in the same room. Actually, you should. Are you recording? You can send me your audio. Then we'll actually sound more in, like we're in the same room. Uh, there's an, uh, a Skype audio recorder, which is up, but, but I don't like the quality that that has. So I'm not uh, I'm not running audition to get the audio on this. No. All right. Then don't worry about it. So then I'll definitely be able to tell that we're in two different rooms. <laughs> so I tweeted out the other day at Radio Tim NBA as I was editing the Sun Solar Panel podcast, um, a screenshot of audition. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like the most boring picture ever. But it got like all this play on Twitter. And I was just like, are people actually interested in this crap? <laughs> I think so. You know, I actually looked at it. I was like, what is he doing there? I'm like, how many feeds did you put? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Like, did you have all three, like all three uh, voices on one feed and then had to, I'm not sure exactly what you did. Yeah. See, that's what's funny is I think a fair amount of people looked at this really random ass tweet mm-hmm. and like put some like thought into it. And I just. It's so it's so strange to me. Uh, no, everyone was on the same feed, but uh, on you know the solar panel, I use a lot of um, the music that that comes in and out and like little drops and like five second little clips of audio that'll go between things and oh, you know kind right, of right, right. Up. and then I have what they call sweeps. I'm sure you're familiar with sweeps. Um, I put in sweeps after I feel like we've been talking for too long because if anybody that was bored, it kind of you know wakes them up, jars their head up a little bit as they're sitting there benching or whatever they do while they're listening to the podcast. I usually run and listen to podcasts. Is that weird? No, I don't think it is. I know other people that do. Do you ever ask your listeners where they are listening to your podcast from? Um, I, you not, know, not one part of the world, but like specifically what they're doing. I will. I will tweet that out after this episode. I'll say, hit me with what you're doing when you listen to the podcast. So I expect exactly three replies <laughs> and nothing more and nothing. Hey, that's not bad, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, three, three replies to it's funny when your podcast is new, everybody will send you a tweet about whatever the content is. Mm-hmm. And then after you've been doing it for a while, they keep listening, but they stop talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast is definitely not new. By the way, I got to tell you, speaking of, of Twitter, I woke up this morning and I was included in a in a tweet of like um, the best NBA follows. And it's a silly thing, but man, it really made my day. I was like, this is awesome. Cause I was, I was in there with like all the Sixers guys for starters and then Zach Lowe and like, I'm like, wow, this is dope. I'm, <laughs> I've made the big time. Hey, you know, I was in there too. Thank you very much. Oh, that's right. You were in there and look at us today. We're talking. Yeah, I think you responded. Thank you, Tim. And I thought, what did I say? Oh, he's not talking. He's not yeah, talking. The other Tim, the Tim that actually posted it. Yeah. 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 And did you see my reply after that? Cause uh, I, maybe I don't, I don't remember. I said I was humbled when I actually meant I was honored. I was like, I don't know how to use words. <laughs> you were humbled when you actually, well, I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing? Sort of, sort of. Usually you use humbled when you're like embarrassed and like you were called out for something you're like, oh, I'm humbled. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we've all had humbling moments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm tired at this point in the game. It is uh, 4.18 in the afternoon and I am a grandfather. Really? So this is like the equivalent to... Joe, what what time in the morning do you wake up? Usually around six. Oh, okay. That's not that bad then. No. Um, what time do you go to bed? Usually around midnight. Oh my gosh. Why? How do you do that? I have too much stuff to do, man. When I tell people on my podcast that I'm sorry, I haven't had enough time to research this. I'm not kidding you. I work tw- like 11, 12 hours a day and two hour commute. 
And uh, then I have to try and fit in some basketball and talking. I don't know why I do this to myself. Oh, when I man. say when I say this is a labor of love, it's really not a joke. <laughs> do you ever think about quitting? All the damn time. All the time. But I don't. I keep going. I don't Because the tweet's like that this morning. <laughs> so if, if you're listening right now, make sure that you tweet <laughs> Joe Borelli and say, hey, really love the podcast. You're one of the best NBA followers. You know, that stuff, uh, it, it really... Uh, it, it it's nice because you put so much work into these podcasts, so much work into them. Um, and you know, you'll see the download numbers and you'll see the listen numbers, but, but knowing that you're in somebody's head, you know, in their, in like in their head. And I mean like in their earbuds, mm-hmm. right? like an hour a day or however long it is an hour a week, depending on how often you're, you're uploading. I think you upload about once a week. Um, sometimes twice. It's, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, people don't have to give you their time. Yeah, I know. It's really, an, uh, when I was saying I was honored, it's really, it's not a joke. It's really an honor. If five people listen, I super appreciate it. Because why else would we do this? Every, they, the listeners really have all the power in the world in this situation. I would probably do it even if no one was listening, because I like to hear myself talk. But it's great to know that somebody actually does. But I was thinking of a good segue. Um but I, I, I couldn't because I'm, I'm tired. It's okay. I was just about to segue myself. However, Joe. Go ahead. So we are talking today, um, doing the all-star predictions, which I think is funny because <laughs> all-star game so far away. I know. Well, wait, let me, let me, let me lead you in. Come on. Tim Tompkins, welcome to the Super Flight again. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm good. I'm happy to be here, man. Always <laughs> We're recording on a Monday, which is, you know, by far my favorite uh, day to record. I even sometimes what happens on Mondays or on Sundays, my my sleep schedule is so far off, and I work morning drive with radio. So if I if I have a hard time falling asleep on Sunday night, my Mondays are are terrible, and I'm so tired. I have a hard time communicating and talking and things like that because my anxiety level goes way up. And I knew I was doing this podcast with you. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take an Ambien. Went to sleep at a perfectly reasonable uh, 8 o'clock on a Sunday night just so I knew that I could be awake to podcast with the famous Joe Borelli. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You are the man. You are one of my favorite guests always. I, I'm not kidding. Even if you're lying, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm, I'm truth. I'm, I'm, I'm truth. I am telling the truth. I I love you guys. I love you. You're awesome. Uh-huh. Um, You've got perfect hair and wonderful glasses. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, I have 35 pairs of glasses. 34, actually. I, I shouldn't lie. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This deserves a whole separate podcast. I actually have <laughs> I have one pair of glasses. My contacts are in today, but I really need to get a second pair because if my glasses break, I am screwed. Um, anyway, listen. Talking. Send, send me a link. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be uh, like glassesusa.com or something. That's not where you get your glasses, is it? It depends. Sometimes, I mean, I do have the expensive ones. Also, uh, some of those, some of those inexpensive sites, though, like the the glasses are, you know, they're fine. And then you can, you know, vary it up. So if you're wearing a green shirt, you can wear green glasses. Dude, I want to do that so bad. Glasses. Yeah. Do you have actually different colored glasses? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, why would I buy the same pair over and over and over and over again? You are like um, the guy I aspire to be. <laughs> <laughs> Single, lonely, uh, living well, in a huge bedroom apartment in your mid thirties. Uh, uh, minus, minus that stuff. Every night to yourself. Doing what to yourself every night? 
reading Time Magazine no. to yourself every night before you go to sleep? Is that what you're aspiring to be? Because, man, you got to set those heights higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I do play, like, some stupid video game on my phone to go to sleep every night. So I don't think that's good for you. Because it's the, definitely the... not. Might be why I'm up till midnight every night, too. By the way, aren't doing yourself any favors, man. I know, I know. Well, listen, let's talk about let's talk about way too early All Star predictions because this this season is what four weeks old now, and everyone's already saying a lot of stuff about MVPs and and All Star ballots. And I wanted to pick your brain since you are definitely the stats guy. I don't know. Mm. I know you mm. love the stats. I figured let's talk about some early All Star predictions. Oh my gosh, I really I had this guy on the Drive and Dish podcast. Uh, Grant Afseth last week mm-hmm. that wrote this huge piece on Victor Oladipo and um, his his piece was so stats driven that we just talked in like advanced stats for like 45 minutes hmm. and it was wonderful. Really? I was I was just about to say, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even throw out any advanced <laughs> stats. I just said the wording you were already falling asleep. <laughs> Listen, I love stats. It's just, God, it's it's so much to get through. I like it when people put it in a nice little tweet and show me what it actually, you know, what's going on. So I don't have to search for it. Advanced stats are, are difficult to find at times. Uh, but, you know, put it into a, people do like their stats to be put in, um, in, in, in context for them. I've learned that. So if you're looking to get your, your tweets noticed, don't just tweet out the stat, put it in context. For example, TJ Warren is, scoring over 23 points a game, shooting over 50% from the field, averaging six rebounds. There's only four forwards in the NBA doing that right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and TJ Warren. So, But if you put that into context, into context saying he's one of four and these are the other three players, that stat means something. Otherwise, you're just saying a random stat about somebody. Right. Yeah, that's that, that's good news. That's good. Uh, it's a good little point to remember. The only problem is then you have to go find the rest of the guys and you have to put them all in perspective and like line it up. And it takes right. a long time. I don't know how you find the time to do all this. Yeah, it takes some work. <laughs> I saw who was it that reminded me of this this morning. Actually, it was um, Evan Sidery, a guy that uh, he's a, he's a fellow podcaster, but he also he's a, a beat reporter for the Phoenix Suns. And I saw his tweet and I was just jealous of it. <laughs> you're like damn it i wish i could have done that i know i get that all the time tweet jealousy is a real thing it's not a joke it's like that was it was a clever informative smart you know now we have 280 characters so we can go as long as we want oh my god dumb i hate the 280 characters i'm so over i'm i'm almost out on twitter to begin with it's almost as bad as facebook these days but now that we have 280 characters it's even worse i'm like i don't know what to do I'm surprised that Trump hasn't used the 280 characters more than he has, to be honest with you. Don't be surprised. I'm sure the man can't spell that like much. <laughs> he probably he, he like has no more words to use. But, Even though he's got all the words, he has all the best words. He, he can't he can't think of 280 of them in a row. There was the one tweet that he sent out. It was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. I think it's like two months ago. And uh, it said something like, I'm announcing today. Uh you know, that, that I, something like, um, I've, I've warned the world about North Korea and the U S is going to dot, 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 you know, to go into the next tweet. And mm-hmm. he waits like 10 minutes to send the next tweet and I work in the newsroom. 
Everyone's like, oh my God, are we going to war? Are we going to bomb North Korea right now? You know, he's like, and then the next week comes out and it's like increased sanctions or, you know, something really boring. Like that. <laughs> wow. Well, that was the best sweep to use the 280 characters for. Yeah. Yeah. He's so dumb. Anyway, at least he knows how to build suspense, right? Uh, dude. And then there's this whole thing between like him and LeVar Ball today. And I'm like, can yeah. the world not, can, can this not be a thing? I just, I, I, because I, if you're going to pit basketball against the president, just give me somebody other than LeVar Ball that I have to root for. For God's sake, seriously. I don't root for LeVar, LeVar Ball to begin with, but listen, the fact that we're pitting an, a guy who's not even in the NBA, like <laughs> a, a sport for starters, and he's not even in the sport against the president of the United States is very telling. It should be telling us something. You elected the wrong guy. I'm just saying that this is, this is what, did you ever see Idiocracy? When I was in graduate school, I know you, you've seen it, right? I, I feel like, I feel like I've, I, I've seen it. I just, I can't remember. I know it's an iconic movie and I can't remember it off the top of my head. It doesn't matter. It's just that when I was in grad school, I had a, a guy that I went to grad school with and he said he didn't like the movie. He didn't find it funny because he felt that's where the country was headed. We're just run by a bunch of boneheads. And we're all like, oh, come on, man. You're exaggerating. Like, get, get over yourself. And now I feel like we're actually living in that movie. <laughs> like, we're being run by a bunch of freaking morons. This podcast is supposed to be about the NBA and about <laughs> we're too early All-Stars, and we've talked nothing about it so far. Let's but talk here's about it. I can't talk about how much disdain I hold for the president on my podcast. Oh, you're welcome to do it here, man. My... <laughs> Feel free. Let it all out. I think anybody that listens to this show knows that I do not. You know, the thing is, and I'm not saying this as a, a like to rewrite history. I'm not a revisionist guy. I've never liked Donald Trump. When he was a public figure, I thought he was a gross human being. Just, just I've never watched his shows. I've always thought he was a moron. Even when he was in Home Alone, I thought this guy was a dope, right? <laughs> like, I've never liked the guy. He just... He exudes moronic, idiotic, like just entitled bullshit. I don't know how anybody can buy into that dude as president of the United States. It blows my damn mind. So feel free if you want to go for it. I will change the. I will change all of the. We won't even talk about the NBA. Let's just go off on a. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I won't. I, I'm glad that we're we're in agreement. So, but just please, you know, when when LeBron James was calling him like a dope or an idiot or a whatever bum. he called it. Except for he was like, I, you know, I ain't going to the white house. I was like, I can really get behind these guys. Like, don't make me get behind LeVar ball. No, I know. Seriously. Like, what are you doing with good God? I didn't even see has LeVar ball responded yet. I, yeah, he went on like ESPN or maybe it was CNN. Uh, yeah. CNN. He went on CNN. I saw that. I didn't see what he said, but or was that yesterday? I don't know. Oh Lord. Anyway. So with, with the all-star game this year, <laughs> uh, uh, they, you know, the team captains yes. pick the, the players. So it's no longer the East and the West. And I think that's that's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, concept. And obviously, the, I think the NBA is hoping it'll make it more interesting, too. I was thinking, who's LeBron James going to pick as his first pick? And everyone's like, oh, he's going to go with, with uh, Kevin Durant. And I was like, no, he ain't. He, he going with Steph Curry. Yeah. He's not going to go with Durant. Why would yeah, he? Yeah, he wants he wants some shooting on his team. He's not going with another with another forward. Well, this actually raises a, a really nice conversation point. Um, so 
who's get, we know that LeBron James is going to be the captain in the East, right? Who's going to be the captain in the West? It might be Curry. Yeah, you'd have to think it was Curry. Um, in which, I, I, I saw a, a, a tweet earlier today, you know, it said something like it was Matt Moore, um, uh, hardwood of paroxysm over at CBS Sports. Uh, Seth Curry's got like the best on-off numbers of anybody in the history of the of uh, the NBA. Like his team, like the Warriors are like a plus 3,900 with him on the court, um, which is about a thousand better than LeBron James and Seth Curry hasn't hasn't played as long. But you got to think, uh, you know, the Warriors are playing well. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's a, a big part of that, even if he's not as flashy to, to all of us. Um, we're talking about California as a state, you know, uh, that is voting. And if you look at the other teams that California has right now, you have the, the Clippers who are in a free fall. I still think Blake Griffin gets on. And then you look over at uh, the Lakers and uh, who from the Lakers is L.A. going to vote in. So I think everybody's just kind of going to bandwagon on. And it's it's got to be Steph Curry, uh, maybe James Harden. But I don't think James Harden's as beloved as uh, as or you know as good as uh, Steph Curry is. That was my thought too. I was thinking it's got it's either going to be James Harden or Steph Curry. But yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you. I think it's going to be Curry. Let's talk. Let's talk about the East. Way too early All Stars, right? So we're, if the if the All Star game was today, who do we think it's in? Here's what I got. So in the East, there's been a lot of movement, right? We there's been guys like Butler, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Millsap. They've all moved to the West. Isaiah Thomas is injured. He's definitely not going to make it. I mean, he's not going to be back till January, right? That would give him just a few weeks to, to prove that he actually still has it. He's not going to make it in. So that leaves, as far as I'm concerned, in my, in my thinking, it leaves about six, six spots open in the East, which is crazy. It's kind of unprecedented, right? When's the last time you can think of uh, the All-Star game that a number of guys, and that many guys haven't made it in one year? So I have Giannis returning. I have DeMar DeRozan in. I have Kyrie, of course. LeBron, John Wall, and Kyle Lowry is kind of like sort of just on the cusp for me. What do you think of those six guys? Mm, and the only one that I can't necessarily agree with you 100% on is, uh, is Kyle Lowry. I just think what's he, he's averaging, what, 19 and 8 this season, but he got off such a slow start. Obviously, we're going to see where I think he's only averaging 14 and seven, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, 14 seven for the season. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe it's 19 eight over the last couple of games, and that's where the, the discrepancy is. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't see two, two Raptors getting in. Uh, you know, it, it, Canada is just not a, a huge market for the United States. Um, or for the NBA, I guess I should say, as far as as far as the voting and everything else goes, um, you know, that kind of depends on where where the Raptors end up. And they're actually playing some, you know, pretty good ball right now. But right. Uh, I, I yeah, I think the only name there that I kind of am hesitant to go all in on would would probably be Lowry. Although if if people were smart, they would eventually start voting in Lowry over DeRozan. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, like even even when Lowry's slumping, he's still the best team on that player or place best player on that team. Sorry, um, so I'm totally with you on that one. I just don't think like, and they're they're having a good season. The Raptors are. They're, they started off a little bit slow, and they they've dropped a couple games where you think they should have won, but they're still really good. 
But I just don't think his numbers, if he if they if he projects out the way he's playing right now, it's I just don't think it's going to be enough. There's enough candidates in the East now where I just feel like he's not he's going to not get the nod. I think they have to put one of those two guys on it. And if DeRozan is still putting up the numbers he's putting up right now, even though I don't think he's a great player, he's a good player. Um, he's probably going to be the one that gets in. You're wrong if you don't think he's great. Uh, I guess you know, I'm wrong. That's, 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 <laughs> he 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 might not be uh you know a number one type option on a team he his his ceiling isn't Joel Embiid level but if you don't think he's that good you're just it's just wrong <laughs> listen I, what did i just say i just said he's a good player i said he's not great and what do you like shouldn't you reserve those great spots for the number one guy on your team on a really good team? Wouldn't that be a great player to you? He's good. He's an all-star. I'm not disputing that. He can, he can get buckets. He's a good, he's a really, really good player. So I'm trying to look up right now the uh, uh, points per possession, essentially that DeRozan. Um, Here you go. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. So, Points per 100 possessions, DeMar DeRozan this season, 116.8, which puts him in the 71 percentile uh, among shooting guards. So, you know, the the upper half, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. I mean, 116.8 points per 100 possessions, not bad. Also, his assist percentage, 22.3, puts him in the 97 percentile among guards. The guy gets you what they call buckets. Yeah. yeah, I said he's good. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm just saying. He's still not the best player on his team. I'm just saying. Yeah. So well, you have your list here, and I think your list is great. And so you're like, who You know, who? Who are the other spots, right? And so you have a couple of Sixers. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about. Of course. And, How can we not? Simmons. And then I was reading through the rest of it, and I thought, you know, he's, he's really got it going on with this list. I mean, he's really put a lot of work and thought into it. And, you know, he canceled the pod two times. No big deal. <laughs> but it's because he was putting all this work into it. And then I see here. And I want to. Can I can I read what you wrote? Go ahead. Please do. Please read, read it for everyone to hear. Who misses out? Robert Covington. He should be an all-star. Come on. Come on. <laughs> But there's going to be some real voter fatigue voting for both Simmons and Embiid, and Philly's record won't be good enough. So not only do you think that Embiid and Simmons are locks for the All-Star, because so many people are going to vote for them. You don't think so? I I do definitely think that. You are holding back laughter, but you totally agree with me. You know this is true. Oh, Embiid's a lock. It's not even close, right? Embiid's a lock. And and I do think that there's a real chance that that Simmons gets in. But Robert Covington should be an all-star. He should. He's that good. Why? He's Why? that good. His defense is incredible. And he is – what is he averaging right now? Hold on. You can't tell me that you would – I would take him over to Marvin Rose in a second. <laughs> I, I, I know you would. I, and, I do. I love Robert Covington. I mean, I absolutely love Robert Covington. He's he's one of my favorite players on the Sixers. You know, he's, he's your prototypical uh, 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 3 and D guy. Kind of reminds you of a P.J. Tucker. If you look at his shot frequency, How literally 
all of his shots are on the very on the very top of the three-point arc and then right under the basket a couple of corner uh, uh right hand right side corner threes that he takes but the dude like those are the only two shots he takes he takes three pointers and right below the basket dude doesn't shoot any mid-range shots what's good y'all this is your boy justin aka just blaze host of above the rim and if you want a raw take on the nba above the rim is a show for you with dope beats and entertaining guests each week we offer a great new insight on all things nba you don't want to miss it find it on itunes stitcher radio and the almighty baller network And what's your point? That's a good thing. It is a good thing. Uh, also, his uh, his his point scored per 100 possessions. He's actually in the 97 percentile at 136.4. Uh, super respectable. Great player. Um, however, he's simply not an all star. Hold on one second. I think he shouldn't be all NBA. Maybe third team all NBA because he is that good. But he's not an all star. Hold on. Hold on. Well, hold on one hold second. Can we go back to Robert Covington? Yeah, let's go back to Robert Covington. You're saying he's not an all-star, but you just gave me the reasons why he should be. Here's the thing. He's not He's not glamorous. People don't... I mean, I think people are starting to recognize how good he is. But he's so good, man. He's one of the three best players on that team, right? And our, who would you put in over him in the East? Honestly, let's think about this. Hold on. So you would go Joel Embiid. <laughs> no, he's not going to get in. You're gonna list the three best players on that team. I mean, don't don't you think? You know, at the very what what about T.J. McConnell, man? What happened to your T.J. McConnell love? Are you telling me that T.J. McConnell is better than Robert Covington? No. <laughs> are you? What are you smoking? Put it down. Uh, I love T.J. McConnell. I think T.J. McConnell is great as a little spark plug. But man, yeah, come on, let's be honest. Let's be. I, all I can tell you is, is if if uh, like you know, just humor you. I will I will agree with you that he might be the third best player on uh, the Sixers, but I can tell you that the Sixers are not getting three players. No, absolutely, like, they not. aren't. They just they aren't the Cavs. No, they are. You know? They're not. They're not. There's no way Robert Covington's going to. And I, here's my thing: I think he's going to be putting up good enough numbers. I think his defensive stats are going to be good enough. I think he's just that good of an all around player. He won't make the All Star team because of the other two guys that's on that team. And I think it's going to be really hard. Like Embiid, if he stays healthy, again, here's the caveat. If he stays healthy, how could he not be an all-star? If Ben Simmons keeps doing what he's doing right now for another two months, he is going to be an all-star. He's going to be the first all-star rookie since Blake Griffin, right? How could you not put him in there? He's averaging 18, 8, and 8 or something crazy like that as a rookie. It's insane. Oh, Ben Simmons is so good. Uh, also, I didn't realize about Robert Covington this year. He is shooting 81% from the free throw line. He is shooting 49% from three. He is shooting 50% from two with an effective field goal percentage of 66.2%. That is uh, that is impressive. Although uh, 96% of his threes are uh, come from assists. That actually, he doesn't create for himself at all. No, he's not. He's not a creator. He's not a creator. His handle is a little sus- suspect. But listen, there is a legitimate argue argument going around the NBA NBA Twitter about who's better, like Andrew Wiggins or Robert Covington. Oh God, no, there's not. Yes, Six- there is. I've had the problem with Sixers fans is is you guys have a little bit of success, <laughs> a little bit of success. <laughs> no, and no, all no. Of a sudden, you want to know who's better, Andrew Wiggins or Robert Covington? It's get, start- get out. 
It started as a joke, and I think it's a legit argument now. I seriously, who's better? Who's better? Come on. What does Andrew Wiggins do besides get buckets? Well, that's pretty important. It is important, but his defense is a joke. And the way oh. he gets buckets is at the rim, which is great. Like, he can handle the ball, and he can get to the rim. He's super athletic and extremely fun to watch. I don't think he's getting into the All-Star game either. Absolutely not. He's a but, much better player than Robert Covington. How? Robert, in like, what I way? Robert Covington. In what way is in what way is he better player? He's a better scorer. Let's do you want to um really? Some advanced stats. Please and- pull up some advanced stats. This I got to see. He gets the ball more. He's asked to do more creatively than Robert Covington is. I agree. But as an overall player, all-around player, Covington is like his people forget the defense is like half the game. And he's no. one of the best wing defenders in the league. Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to be part of the Sixers hive here. I'm just saying Keep going. <laughs> you started this. Let me tell you about who else gets in. Actually, who does get in? So I've got. Well, let me tell you who. Let me tell you who misses out. In my in my opinion, Kevin Love. I think he gets snubbed because even though he's putting up eighteen and ten, I don't think the Cavs are really all that great this year. Obviously, and if he does get in, it's only going to be because of the votes that he's gotten before because everybody considers Kevin Love an all-star, but I don't know that his numbers are going to be like, think about the other guys that are, that are vying for all-star spots right now. So you have Joel Embiid, you have, well, I'm totally missing my list here. Porzingis, Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, who's putting up similar numbers, but has a way bigger impact for his team. Guys like that. I don't know. You know, Kevin Love's an 18 and 10 guy. I mean, I do think, I think what's most astounding about Andre Drummond this year is uh, the fact that he's actually like hitting his free throws. And we kind of joked about this on the Driving Dish podcast, but we did this whole segment talking about how Andre Drummond is, hit, Drummond is hitting his free throws and everyone should be so happy. He's shooting like 60%, which is good <laughs> for him. Yeah, it's it's literally 30% better than what he shot last year. But it's... Any other NBA player, and we wouldn't have entire segments congratulating that. It's you know, it's it's the epitome of grading on a curve, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. But he does mean more to his team, I think, right now than Kevin Love does to his. I could see Andre Drummond actually getting a nod if if the Pistons are winning. We know that the All Star Game is a popularity contest, right? If your team is winning, more people are watching you. That means you need a representative in the All Star Game. And I think there's a good chance that Drummond could be that guy for the Pistons. If they're still winning at the clip that they're winning at now, they they should be re- like represented in the All-Star game, right? Well, why wouldn't it be Reggie Jackson? <laughs> Stanley Johnson. Oh, come on. Let's get uh, Avery, serious. Avery, Avery Bradley. Uh, all Well, I mean, all those players legitimately are playing well. Um, I really think what's what's so nice this year, though, and, and you know, something I've had many conversations with people about is just the, the return of the big man. I mean, um, I think in, in years past, right, how we've kept talking about how the NBA is going small and everyone just wants to be the Warriors and the big man that you don't even need a starting big man because they're only playing like 20 minutes a game. And then think about some of the players that you just lift, uh, listed off, uh, Porzingis and, and Drummond and uh, Horford, you know, all all out east. Um, I, we're seeing like uh, Hassan Whiteside. I, I don't know if you mentioned him. I know he's on your yeah, list yeah, about yeah. players who might miss out, which Hassan Whiteside probably will because 
you know, he's been injured all year. Um, but the fact is, is that we're, we're seeing this resurgence with big men. Uh, look at Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins over for the Pelicans, who are the number one scoring uh, uh, duo in the NBA right now. And it's just it's so nice. Brooke Lopez with the Lakers who has complete, completely transformed himself. Can't grab a rebound for the life of him. But he's completely transformed himself as a player, and made himself valuable. It's just it's really great to see. Yeah, totally. I'm all for the resurgence of the big man. Let me ask you, who do you have? Did you make a list of who you have in the All-Star game? Any no, I figured we would. I, I figured we just we just talked about yours. And honestly, I mean, yours was um, yours was really good. All of the players here, except for Robert Covington, I think you can make an absolute case for. Well, to be fair, Robert Covington was on my who misses out list. It wasn't on who actually makes the team list. Okay, so here's who I have making the team. The other six guys besides the starters that were in last or the, the guys that made it last year. Embiid, he's amazing. You can't, if he's healthy, he's going to make it. What he did the other night against the Lakers, I mean, it, it blows my mind. What, what do you do the following game? Shut the fuck up. Porzingis. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the following game, all right? This is, you're ruining my narrative. <laughs> Porzingis. Porzingis has been on fire. He's the fourth leading scorer in the NBA right now, 27.8, at least as of... What night did I send this to you? Two nights ago or something? He's number one in blocks, and he has the Knicks playing actually respectable. That What's that? Miles Turner is number one in blocks. Oh, so it's switched since then? Mm-hmm. Since two nights ago? God damn it. All right, I get Miles Turner, he's been killing it. Yeah, That's somebody that wasn't on your list. Yeah, I know. I totally forgot about Miles Turner. Well, this is still early, right? We're still. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be revisiting this list again in a couple of weeks. I'm saying it right now, if it happens tomorrow. Um, poor thing is, how could you not put him on there? He's, I think he's going to be one of those general generational talents for the Knicks. He's got them. He's got the Knicks playing decent basketball. They're winning. Well, and in his canter, I would say, uh, uh, just pair really well together. But I think, I think to your point that it's not a, a who could make it with Porzingis. It's who will make it with Porzingis. I mean, the, just the New York market in particular, with the fact that the, the Knicks are playing okay mm-hmm. this year. You know, they look like they're a perennial eighth seed, which you know for the Knicks is actually like give it uh, up. A right? huge win. <laughs> it, <laughs> it means is. I might actually go pay money to see a game one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I actually, I'll watch the Knicks on TV because I want to watch the Knicks on TV. Mm-hmm. I just, I love, um, I, I love, I, Ennis Cantor is one of my favorite players of like all time. Like I effing love Ennis Cantor. Not the point. The point I'm trying to make is New York will have representation, period, even if they weren't winning. But the fact that they're, they're winning, it's just poor Zingas will be in. Um, anyway, so poor thing is, here's the other thing. Here's one that I, that I thought maybe he could sneak in, even though his numbers aren't like exactly all-star numbers right now. Al Horford on the Celtics, they are playing so well. And Kyrie's definitely going to get in. I mean, there's already people talking about him for MVP, which is kind of silly, but whatever. They're playing so well. They've won 14 straight, or is it 15 straight now? I can't even keep track. They're, they're a really great regular season team. They play as the prototypical team, right? Their defense is swarming. They're amazing on the defensive end of the ball. And I think Al Horford might actually be the best player on that team, even though he doesn't get all the credit, even though he doesn't get all the stats. I think maybe as a respect gesture or something of that nature, Horford might actually make the all-star team this year. It's crazy how well, and I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, I mean, basketball confuses me at, at times but it's 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 wild right now how the the 
defensive ratings, uh, if you look at like the top 10 defender, defenders in the NBA, Celtics have like three of them. Yeah, it's uh, Kyrie. Isn't it? It, it? It's weird because a lot of them aren't particularly good d- defenders. And obviously Al Horford's up there and Al Horford's a, a fine defender. And he's a, he's a better team defender than he's, he is a, a positional defender. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you have like, Rozier and, and and Kyrie Irving up there and I don't know if I just haven't watched enough Celtics where I, I don't you know I haven't gotten a good grasp of, of why they're playing so well right now maybe you've watched more Celtics than I have this year they're one of the teams I've, I've watched the least honestly is the Celtics I've watched way too much Celtics and it's not on purpose I really hate the Celtics <laughs> you're, you're a Philly guy of course yeah well yeah what do you want um, but man, they're they're really good on the defensive end. I think it's just that they're they have this lineup where all those guys are pretty much the same size, and they can switch on everything. They're all really quick laterally, and they really understand what Brad Stevens is doing. He's running a system that that allows guys to just stop everything. Like Al Horford, again, the reason he's not a great one on one defender is because he's undersized for his position. But when you have a whole bunch of guys in the court, they're all just about his size. You can switch everything. He's capable of sw- He's capable of switching. He's capable of guarding guys that are bigger than him. And all of those guys are in the court are defensive minded, and they're all able to switch on everything. They can close out on shooters. They can trap. They can stunt. They can get back. It's pretty incredible to watch. What they did against the Warriors the other night was impressive. I don't think it's going to translate in the postseason, but for now, I mean, they're pretty good. And the thing is. There's not anybody on that team that stands out as far as numbers-wise. And we know that numbers, the stats, like the, the raw stats, the points and the, the rebounds and the assists, those are what get you into the All-Star game. I think Horford's his, his impact on that team is going to get noticed, even though he's right now averaging 14.8 points, 8 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. 4.5 assists is good for a big man, man. Um, I think he gets some love. Because who else are you going to put on there? Marcus Smart? Well, I mean, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, well, that's one. But if you're think about think about the the Hawks from two or three years ago, right? They were a sixty win team. They get four guys in the All Star game for no fucking reason. <laughs> like they were all okay, but they put the whole starting unit in there just about because they were winning, right? I kind of feel like the same sort of thing might happen this year for the Celtics. Yeah, he's um he's really good too. He's he's defending without fouling, so he's. He's fouling while when he's uh, defending a two percent of the time, which puts him in the in the ninety seven percentile. But he is looking at the the smallest block rate of his entire career, and I was thinking that too because he's on my fantasy team at a just point nine percent. His steal rate is also super low at point nine percent, which uh, respectively puts him in the in the twenty five percentile and the thirty eight percentile. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're talking about the Celtics, is is you know with Hayward gone, mm-hmm. they really have. Know, will people put any more than two players and i i don't i know i don't i don't think that you do i don't think obviously their their rookie doesn't make it some of their second third year guys don't make it um mark smart can make a a claim to it but there's a lot of players to your point joe they're just playing a bit too well in the east yeah agreed i mean if you're gonna take a guy like jalen brown over somebody like uh bradley bill then that's crazy Bradley Beal, who I think makes the All-Star team this year. Oh, Bradley Beal, 100, 100%. Bradley Beal is, is playing some of the best basketball in his career and just how he's he's attacking the basket so much more this year. Um, I think the, the Wizards in general, can you hear that? Yeah, is there a, is that is that your cat or your dog? Or? 
just makes this really loud dinging sound, which is a little bit loud, but I've found through podcasting that the mic picks it up. Yeah. I like actually the thought... loudest sound that's ever happened. In <laughs> I thought the ice cream man stopped by for a second there. So your dog is just inconsiderate. I get it. Um, no worries. What were we saying? How Horford might get in. Let's talk about Bradley Beal real quick. Um, he's playing the basket, ba- best basketball of his career. He's averaging, what is he re- averaging? 24, 5, and 3. 35% from 3, which isn't... Actually, you know, a couple of years ago, if you said somebody was shooting 35% from 3, you'd be like, whoa, that's really good. Now, like five years later, you're like, oh, that's just about league average. There are so many good three-point shooters in the league. But he's he's an integral part of that team. The only reason, one of the re- one of the two reasons they're winning at all is Bradley Beal, and I think that gets recognized. And I think they're actually going to be a bit better by the time the All-Star uh, voting rolls around. So I definitely see him getting in. And I think a lot of people felt like he was a snub the last few years anyway. So I think he garners enough attention this year that he makes it. He's also shooting, you know, uh, 68%, 68% around the rim, yeah. which is which is really, really damn good, um, all things considered. Uh, he's, he's also in the 74 percentile among uh, what percentage of his shot attempts uh, did he end up drawing a foul on at 11 uh, percent. Um, so, you know, he's he's uh, I think he's a lock. I, the, the, you have a couple players here, which I think are worth noting. One is you put in Victor Oladipo over with the Indiana Pacers. By the way, and, just 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 uh, this is don't make the list. <laughs> don't make the All-Star game. He's on the don't make the All-Star game list. But he's somebody to consider. <laughs> but that's it's all the same. Uh, you know, really, you're you're like, you know, who's who are the snubs? It's close enough to saying like they could make it. Um, you're so you have Victor Oladipo on there, and Victor Oladipo, I, I think, if if Miles Turner doesn't get in, I think Victor Oladipo's a lock for for the All Star team. Over who? I mean, I could see him getting in over Drummond, but as I mentioned earlier, I have Drummond on the All Star list only because I think. The Pistons are playing that well. Over Lowry, I think he could get in over uh, Simmons. Uh, and, and not that I don't think Simmons deserve it, deserves it. Again, I just don't know how many Sixers players are, are going to get into the All-Star team. Two. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be two. <laughs> and it, it might be. I mean, uh, Ben, oh, I wanted to ask you, and this is something that I have been over at the uh, Drive and Dishes. Um, is Ben Simmons better than Joel Embiid? No. Wash your mouth out with soap for asking that question. Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, I'm positive. Ben Simmons is amazing. He's an amazingly talented player. He's going to be fantastic when he develops a jump shot. Joel Embiid has the talent to not just be the best player in the league, but one of the best players of all time. Oh, my God. I'm oh. telling you, and this is not hyperbole. Oh, my God. I, I, I will die on this hill. I will. Die. You, know what, you know what the problem is? You work with two Sixers fans and you're burnt out on Sixers. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm just telling it like it is. That's it. I'm just selling it like it is. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the story. What do you think? You think Ben Simmons is better than Joel Embiid? I don't know. I've I've watched it and his impact on the court because you see uh, you see Ben Simmons and, and what he's able to to do in transition, what he's able to to cause on a uh, a mismatch basis because he's you know pulling the Giannis onto the Kumbo, mm-hmm. uh, where he's bringing the ball up the court 
You know, he's a serial point guard, but he's guarding fours. And, and, and the kind of impact that, that that has on on a team is, you know, for as good as Joel Embiid is, and I think Joel Embiid is good, I, I think this field goal percentage is a little bit low for the, the center position, but we could say that about a lot of guys. A lot of centers are chucking up threes this year. It's so irritating for my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, by it, the way. Sorry about the fantasy team. I keep forgetting about it. I'm sure I'm dead last in the league right now. I just wanted to apologize. You aren't, you aren't doing that well. Uh, you could always send me a trade offer if you want. Okay, all right. Let me look into it. But go on. Go back to Joe Allen. Um, I just think that, that what he does might possibly impact the team more than than what Joel Embiid does. and that But that's more of a question than a statement. Look at the on-off numbers. I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't think Joel Embiid has an impact, look at the team when he's on the court versus when he's... I never said Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is like my favorite uh, Sixers player. I'm I'm not saying anything negative about Joel Embiid. I also don't want to take... Um, You know, I your statement was more career-wise, which is fine. I think that on-off numbers can be very telling, but they can also... Uh, depending on on coaching style, uh, tell the story of who you're playing with, okay, to a certain extent, and and so they aren't the end all be all. And I think I think he's awesome, but I just Ben Simmons is a is a rookie, and he's already this good. Yeah, no, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Ben Simmons. Again, he could be one of the best players in the league in a few years. He's that damn good. He could be a general generational talent. He the things he's done on the court so far this year, I was not expecting. I was expecting him to be good. I didn't expect him to be like this. This is incredible. He's getting to the rim at will. He's scoring. He's averaging 18 points a game, I think, without having a jump shot. It's all hooks and layups and dunks, right? Yeah, his, his, his half-court offense could use a little bit of help. He's a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so as soon as he, he stops, because he, he does a, the only thing he does, and, and again, a lot of it's you know rookie mistakes to your point, is he goes up in the air. And passes the ball, yeah. Right, and passes the ball. And it's just, if you would stop doing things like that, it's like with Josh Jackson over on the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, if you could just stop dribbling into a crowd, please. Just just stop. Yeah. It doesn't end well for you. <laughs> but to his credit, usually when he's dribbling into a crowd, he can get through it and get to the rim. I'm just saying. The thing he does do that, you know, the, the irritating thing about him getting up in the air and passing the ball, surprisingly actually hasn't hurt him all that much. When most players... When they're jumping and they and they pass, you expect them to like turn the ball over. It hasn't happened all that much for him. He's not turning the ball over at a great rate. He's been a revelation, man. I don't want to take anything away from Ben Simmons. And seriously, I think he probably will make the all-star team. Um, so anyways, Embiid, Porzingis, Horford, Simmons, Beal, and Drummond. That's who I have as the other six guys. Uh, his turnover percentage is uh, 15.3, which is actually in the 26th percentile. Uh, for for forwards, uh, if you look at his shot frequency, it, I'm actually I'm gonna tweet you this shot frequency right now because <laughs> um, I'm not convinced that uh, Ben Simmons is shooting with the right hand. Oh, I'm not sure that he's he's taken a three uh, all year long. Uh, only in like end of end of clock situations, I think from half court and such. <clears throat> but no, he hasn't. He barely shoots the two. But anyway, listen, what do you think of the list? You, you like it? Should we revisit and see how right I am in a couple of weeks? <laughs> Hold on, Mr. Borelli. I got to, I need you to pull up your, your tweet deck for me. All right, go for it. Oh, this is all this stuff I'm going to have to edit out. 
No, you aren't. People love listening to people talk about tweeting each other. <laughs> oh, look, I just got a tweet from Tim Tompkins. What does this thing say? That is that is Joe. That is Ben Simmons' uh, shot frequency chart. All right, let me look. Where did it go? My God. Oh yeah. Oh look at that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It looks like a. Hmm. It looks like a low pressure system moving <laughs> eastward. <laughs> it's a cluster. That's for sure. It's good. He's scoring. That's what counts. Do you have any additions or subtractions that I may have missed? Here's one. Kemba, Kemba Walker. I want to move on to the West, too. So oh, dude. Kemba, Kemba Walker so goddamn good. And, he is. And, and people, I think, a couple of years ago, they kind of wrote Kemba Walker off. Like, mm-hmm. I realize that, that right now the Hornets aren't winning and, and whether or not you know they'll make the playoffs, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, they, have a lot, they, they have no depth. No. Um, they have a lot of really mediocre players and that's, you know, not an excuse, uh, but the team itself just like, you know, Frank Kaminsky can't be like your third best player. Right. No. Uh, you know, uh, or your fourth best player, I guess is, is probably more accurate. Um, you know, Dwight Howard's playing well and everything, but Nick Batum's been injured, but, mm-hmm. but Walker, uh, you know, he can, he can just dice up like whoever the hell he wants. Yeah. And honestly, I think the only reason he misses this year, and I think Kemba would probably be, excuse me, deserving over somebody like Kyle Lowry because I'm still on the fence with Lowry, although I love Lowry. So what do you mean you're still on? He's like 32. No, no, I mean I'm on the fence with him getting in the All-Star game. Sorry. Okay. No, no, I love him. You haven't made up your mind about this guy yet? No, no, I'm a Lowry stan, man. I think he's – didn't I just get done saying he's the best player on that team, even if he's not putting up the numbers right now? You know who isn't all that good on, uh, on the Raptors? Who? Dude, Serge Ibaka. Yeah. He's... What the hell? What happened to him? I know. He's only like 27, too, which is incredible. Well, I mean, in theory. <laughs> in dog ears. No. Seriously. Like, did he just fall off? Is he just not a good player anymore? I think so. I don't know what happened. I know it happened when he was in OKC, but he was he was one of the best players in the league for like three or four years in OKC. He just hit a cliff and it fell right the hell off it. I, I'm shocked by it as much as anyone. I don't know if it's due to injury or or what. Maybe he's actually older than we think. I, I mean that that might be the case. I remember, you know, obviously when the when the uh, when the Thunder decided to go with um, Serge Ibaka over James Harden and traded James Harden, and and the thought process behind it was, look, we have we already have our our, our two you know guards. If you want to consider Kevin Durant a guard, I realize he's a little bit much much more of a, a small forward, but um, a shot blocking four that's just a, a defensive like uh, you know Stewart and and what Serge Ibaka was compared to what James Harden was at, at that time. And you totally make the argument for it. And I realize now everyone's like, no, it's the dumbest trade. Yes, we all get that it was a dumb trade now. Yeah. But at the time, Serge Ibaka was, 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 was a phenomenal player, which brings me to my next point. I want to say that if Miles Turner is still... Are you there? Miles Turner gets an all-star spot because you just... It's one of those counting stats that people associate with like good defense. Mm-hmm. I missed you. I missed half of what you said. You, you, you locked up for a hot second there. Oh, I was, I was saying that if miles Turner is still leading the league in blocks, by the mm-hmm. time we get the, the all-star break, I guarantee you that miles Turner makes it, uh, one of those counting sets that, that 
fools people into thinking somebody's a good defender, but he actually is a pretty good defender. Um, you know, the, the, him and Sabonis, whether or not they can work on the on the court together, is still like yet to be determined. But I, I do think that if Miles Turner is leading the league in blocks, that we can pretty much guarantee him a spot. Really, Miles Turner? All right. <clears throat> no, I mean, do you, do you not agree? But when's the last time the leading shot blocker in the NBA didn't make an All Star team? I could not tell you that. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not about to look it up now. But you're probably right. If he's still leading, you know, the league in blocks at that point. And he's averaging, what is he averaging now? Like 16 or something like that a game? I, I don't think it's a ton, but, you know, he, he came back from injury. He got yeah. like, in like the second game yeah. um, of the season. He's back and, oh, oh, thank, thank the Lord. I, I love I love watching the Pacers play. The, the Pacers are running out this lineup now of like Lance Stevenson and Corey Joseph and Victor Oladipo with Miles Turner or Sabonis down low. Um, and then, you know, one, one power forward somewhere in the mix, but that, that three guard lineup that they are running out is just like, it's so much fun to watch. I actually agree with you. And it's a huge surprise for me. I didn't think I was going to watch any Pacers games this year and they've been really good. They've been a lot of fun to watch. I love that they're out there running the court just end to end nonstop, like a bunch of gazelles. It's beautiful. But yeah, I totally did not expect that. It's they've been a really pleasant surprise this year. Maybe, maybe, maybe he gets in. Um, I just want to say that uh, real quick before we move on to the West, because maybe we should do a two, <laughs> maybe we should do a two uh, podcast episode because this has gone really long. Yeah, so I think I think that Whiteside misses out because, as you said, he's been injured. I think Kevin Love misses out because he's you know he's he's on a team with LeBron and everyone knows LeBron's carrying that team and they're not doing fantastically. Uh, Aaron Gordon. No, that being said, they've actually like the Cavs have quietly been winning. They've been quietly winning. You're right. They're turning it around, but a lot of it has to do with LeBron James. I mean, all of it obviously has to do with LeBron James. If you took him off that team, they suck. And then, you know, but we've been able to say that every year. Oh yeah, every year. Um, I think the White Sign doesn't make it. I think Kemba unfortunately doesn't make it. Aaron Gordon, while he started out the season really great, and his shot is so much improved, and he was hitting. He's done and making that. Yeah. Uh, making that conversation a thing i think yeah he's uh he's really regressed back to the mean so mm-hmm. i don't think he's getting he'll he'll be in the all-star game or as for the uh for the dunk challenge but i don't think he's going to be in the actual game uh he'll be on the all-star you know you know what i mean festivities mm-hmm. um victor oladipo and, and robert covington are not going to make it oh man you're you're you're, you're wrong about oladipo and you're wrong about <laughs> miles turner all right, um, but of Ron, the uh, Walker, uh, you know, I don't know. No, I, I don't necessarily think you're wrong with any of this stuff. Again, I, I do think the most interesting thing about about the All Star though is is going to be who picks who and who's on what team. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a lot of fun. Do you want to do the West or do you want to save it for another day? Yeah, we can do the West. I have a hard out in 19 minutes. Oh, all right, we better make it quick. All right, here's what I got from my West All Stars. I got returning cousins, Curry, AD. Durant, Gasol, Draymond, Harden, Westbrook, and unbelievably, I think Kawhi is going to get voted in, just like Kobe did a few years ago when he hadn't played at all. Well, what about Rudy Gay, man? <laughs> Come on, let's get serious. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's 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 possible. I mean, the, the West is a lot harder this year because you have to you have to pick the the guys that. 
um, you know, uh, the legacy picks, the guys that got in. Then this is exactly what I was saying about the East the guys that went to the West that were in the East. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what I was saying. Like this, we have so much turnover in the East this year because everybody moved to the West and now you got to pick like automatically half of those guys aren't going to get into the all-star team because the, lo- the West was already loaded. So of the, the, I have three spots available, three new spots out of the 12 all-star spots. I have three spots available. I'm going to give them to Paul George because Paul George is really damn good. Damian Lillard, because Damian Lillard is also freaking amazing and their team is playing well. They're really good at defense this year, which is unbelievable. I know Damon and CJ still don't play great defense, but they're, I think, in the top 10 in defense in the league right now. So they're impressive. And I think hopefully he'll get in. He needs to be recognized. And then Carl Anthony Towns, even though... His defense is atrocious. He still puts up crazy numbers, and he's uh, an athletic anomaly. And he puts up scoring numbers. He's averaging 21 and 11 right now. So Actually, Portland's in the top five if you factor in strength of schedule. Oh, wow. Really? See? There you go. A lot of that has to do with Nurkic, right? Or all of that has to do with Nurkic. Well, yeah. think about it. We I, argued... I schematic i don't think the nurkic is like the the stale words on on defense that some people think he is but I, you know i i do think some of that's a, a bit schematic yeah that's fair but i'm saying like last year at this this same time or a little bit later in the season we were talking about why is their defense so bad and everyone was mentioning well you just need to get a center in there who can play defense nurkic isn't he's not great He's not like in the upper echelon of defensive centers, but he's good and he stabilized that position and he stabilized their defense. So for that, you got to give him credit. Maybe mm-hmm. it is partly schematic, but how much could they have possibly changed in the offseason defensively? I mean, it's 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 a little changes too. Um, you know how far over on on uh, uh, the the baseline um, a guard can go and, and things like that that uh, can really make a big a big difference. Let's. Let's pull them up and, and find out exactly where they're ending well, shouldn't we? Yeah, do it. Go for it, stats guy. I can't even open my internet and talk on Skype at the same time. I need to replace my computer. But that's not the point. Um, here's who I think. While you're looking that up, I'm going to give you who I think gets snubbed. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Blake Griffin. Even though he's averaging 23 and 8. What's that? Why do you think he's snubbed? Because the the Clippers are playing terribly. They're like five and ten right now. And as I mentioned before, it's it's a popularity contest. If your team is losing and the Clippers are, you're not gonna get in. I think Blake is probably deserving. He's the one guy on that team, but he's not gonna get in if they're playing like this. If they're not winning, he's probably gonna get looked over. Yeah, I think I think Blake gets in because you have to figure an LA team that between um between the Lakers and the Clippers, somebody gets in. Uh, I have it pulled up and so for the Portland Trailblazers, they're allowing opponents to shoot just 52.5% at the rim, which actually makes them the best rim defenders in the league, uh, as well as limiting limiting uh, corner three. The corner three percentage is 34.3, which makes them the fourth best team in the league at defending that. And if you're talking about frequency, um, they're only allowing opponents to get to the rim 36% of the time. So it seems like they're only allowing opponents to shoot the corner three 4.9% of the time. So it seems like they're a little bit sustainable. They're, they aren't allowing them, and then when opponents are getting them, they aren't scoring either. It's not like opponents are getting a huge amount of attempts mm-hmm. you know, at the rim or a huge amount of corner threes, and they just aren't hitting them. 
the Portland just not letting them get uh, get to the rim or get those corner threes off. So yeah, so wing defense has greatly improved, at least schematically. Mm-hmm. But who are they? You know, I can't remember who they're starting instead of. Uh... Oh, here we go with the names again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cut this part out. Um, Alan Crabb. Who are they starting instead of Crabb? Are they actually starting? Harkless? I thought it was, but I'm... I think they might be. I should have looked at the roster before we talked about this. Whoops. I'll make sure. Go ahead. Give me the starting line. So maybe taking taking Alan Crabb off that roster and replacing him with a guy who's ultra-athletic like Mo Harkless... Actually, yeah, it, is, it is Mo Harkless and um, uh, Caleb Swanigan too is, is starting for him right now. Oh, because mm-hmm. uh, Alfred Mino. Alfred Mino is injured, uh, but uh, you know one of those uh, addition by subtraction things. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on with your list, though, I think Gobert. I don't think he makes it because the the Jazz aren't playing well, and Gobert's you know he's out injured. for he's going to be reevaluated in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Gordon, you know, I just I don't think he gets that All Star nod to your point. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, you got to think somebody from the Spurs makes it, right? Well, I think Kawhi's going to make it. I honestly do. I really think Kawhi's going to get voted in. Dude, if Kawhi gets voted in over, over Aldridge, and Kawhi doesn't play, man, that's like the most NBA thing of all time. Yeah, exactly. And the fans still have votes, man. It's still fan vote, and I think fans will vote Kawhi into the All Star game. I I firmly believe this. It shouldn't be. It really shouldn't. Like I'm still pissed off about Kobe making it three years ago. When he had no legs, right, right. Well, that was. I mean, that was just. Uh, yeah, the only year I didn't mind Kobe getting in was the last year of his career. Yeah. Well, and that too. Like, what? What is going on? Anyway. So Colbert doesn't make it. I don't think Chris Paul makes it. He hasn't been playing enough. But although it's still stupid early for this conversation. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I can't, when's the last time Chris Paul didn't make an All Star team? Last year. Yeah, some of the stuff's usually like habitual with people. Like they 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 vote for the same people every year. You have these guys that cover the NBA that are aware of how good a player like Chris Paul is, whether or not um, he's even played the appropriate amount of games. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's hard to fathom some of these players don't get in. I mean, to your point, it's like, it's hard to fathom Paul George doesn't get in. Um, even if, you know, his, his stats are, are, are taking uh, a hit because of a, a decreased usage rate. Yeah. But I mean, it's the numbers crunch, man. Like you got to put, you got to take somebody out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, speaking of, I don't think Jokic makes it in. Uh, he's not putting the, the greatest numbers, although he's really important for that team. I just don't think 16-11 and a four-and-a-half assist are going to make it. Um, Aldridge, I could maybe see him getting in. But again, I don't you know. 22-8. and eight. I mean, do you put him over? Do you put him in over Blake? I doubt it. Do you put him over Carl Anthony Towns? I don't know. I mean, if the, if the team's winning, I think you have to. All right. But then again, the Timberwolves are winning too. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think Carl Anthony Towns gets in. That's actually why I don't think Blake gets in, because they're going to be so uh, What about Butler? I don't think Butler gets in. His numbers have been just not great. I think he's averaging like 15 points a game, like is four it, rebounds. Rate is is what dropped though. No, oh, yeah, but still, like again, it's the numbers crunch. He's a great player, but when you're talking about all these other great players in the West, I just you got to cut someone out. And I think right. I think a lot of guys are going to feel the squeeze. Does that? What? How's that? How do you feel about this exercise in futility? You want to keep going or? Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I'm pretty good. Um, I gotta, I gotta make dinner. I mean, how long, how long are we at? 
Oh, you know, every time you and I talk, it goes at least an hour and a half. So right now, <laughs> right now we're at oh, about an hour 17, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's probably good, but you know, we can, we can kind of wrap it up if you want, like yeah, man. really awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing has been really awkward. It's fine. No, no, no I don't, no. I don't. No, it's been good. Thank you, Tim, for coming on and, and gracing me with your presence and your wonderful hair and your your light, nice glasses. And are, are we out of here already? We're we're done. Did we agree? So the well, give West, me your give me your West West. starters. Um, I don't think Hawaii makes it. Uh, I don't think Gasol makes it, which means that you are going to have room for Paul George, Damian Lillard, Caller, Carl Anthony Towns, Cat, Chris Paul. And Blake Griffin. Anybody else I'm missing? Ravishing Ricky, Ricky Rubio. You talked. <laughs> yes. Uh, we didn't talk about Devin Booker, who is uh, one of three players right now, um, who is close to the uh, 50, 40, 90 club. Um, and for all of the people last year that said he was an inefficient scorer, um, all of his advanced stats have caught up this year. Uh, his on-off numbers are really damn good. His his warp, um, his his box plus minus, um, you know he's he's shooting if I remember correctly forty five, eighty five, and thirty eight, um, you know which again puts him close to that a uh, fifty forty ninety club. I think he'll be in the discussion. I just think the Suns are so bad they aren't going to, yeah, to be there. But um, I think he's another player that will at least get the the Twitter sphere going in the land of discussions. But I think, I think Damian Lillard for all the all-star snubs he has received is probably uh, next up. He's due. He's definitely due. Yes. He's criminally overrated or underrated. Sorry, not overrated. Underrated. Well, couldn't he just be um, accurately rated? No. (laughs) (laughs) There's only hot and cold takes here. There's no accuracy. Come on. (laughs) This is a super flight. It's gotta be super. Uh, Devin Booker, I was one of those people, or am one of those people that, that complained about his efficiency. I've always said he has a lot of potential, and it would be great to see him fulfill it. And I'm glad he's shooting well. I'm glad he's much more efficient this season. And you would expect it, too, because he's in his, what, third year now? I don't, I mean, you can say that, but you should see how defenses hone in on him. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's the only thing they have to hone in on, the, on that team. So, Well, I mean, no, that's not true. Um, you got to watch more Suns. Have you watched the Suns game this year? Yeah. <clears throat> it's like one game yeah it's tough man you can't watch every day listen my time is completely preoccupied by the sixers (laughs) i I have made sure to watch every team at least twice now there's teams i've seen like six times yeah you know there's there's a team i've seen like 13 you know but i made sure to watch every team at least twice you got you got to do the same i i've run into this with my with my drive and dish podcast hosts where they literally will not watch a single Suns game. Well, and I'm like, well, I don't understand. I, I like, I even, I even watch the Bulls. You got it. You got to watch the the bad teams at least a couple of times, kind of get a, a idea of who's playing well and how they've changed. And that's why that way, when they come up, when it comes up in podcasting discussions, yes, you can have a real conversation about these players. Don't reprimand me, young man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: I have watched. I have watched the Suns play. The only, I think, the only team I actually haven't watched a, like a full game has been the Hornets. And I'm sorry, Hornets fans, but I don't care about your team. Like, I just don't care. I can't. I want to watch Kemba be Kemba and be great. It's the only, but I can't. Like, you also have Dwight Howard on that team, so it's your fault. It's all your fault. I can't watch it. 
I mean, I like the Hornets. I I have like the Hornets. So I think the I think they run the most like pick and roll in the the NBA right now. Like they're just you know real drive and kick mm-hmm. team. Like I I find their offense fine. But I've I've been a little bit of a uh, um a, a secret Hornets fan for the last couple of years. So secrets out, buddy. Yeah. Well, I'll try and tune in for some Suns, and I'll try and tune in for some Hornets and more Grizzlies. And who else did I not? I've surprisingly I've watched way more Magic games this year than I ever thought I would. And oh, Nick I watched the least of them for sure. They're they're my NBA league pass blackout team. <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh, I can watch their games three days oh, later. Right, and I right. always do, but then three days later, like there's a different game I want to watch. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, that's how it is for. I get two teams like that because I'm in New York. Both the the Knicks and the the uh, the Nets. I can't watch on my league pass blackout. So. I always have to pirate those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not staying up or pirating the Orlando Magic as, as much as I want to. <laughs> You're missing out, buddy. You're missing out. I bet. Anyway, Tim, thank you for doing this exercise in futility with me. It's way too early to be talking about all stars, but it is a lot of fun. It was fun. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on, and uh, you know, it's great to be part of the Almighty Baller Network. Make sure to check out. Yes. It's on solar panel. If you don't want to watch the games, you can listen to the podcast there. It's true. It's a good podcast. Very informative. Got some Thanks, very knowledgeable uh, co-hosts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a shot. That came out totally wrong. Sorry. <laughs> the most backhanded compliment. That was not what I just thought of. <laughs> As I saw the look on your face, I'm like, wait, that did not sound right. Whoops. Uh, you know, I love you. I think you're, you're the best. Um, uh-huh. But I did want to compliment your co-host as well. I want to compliment all three of you. It's a great podcast. Uh-huh. Well, enjoy your time in New York. Uh, REM Automatic for the People, the 25th anniversary edition just came out. And so, um, you know, REM and Michael Sipe specifically are doing a bunch of promotional tours for it and things. And I think they're they're coming to New York with a with an art gallery and stuff. So, um, you know, Go. That is right up my alley, buddy. I mean, I think you know what I do for a living, so. All right. So, so go and take a picture and uh, tweet it to me at Radio Tim NBA. <laughs> will do. If I'm lucky enough to attend, I will tweet at you. Anyway. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. You know, you're always welcome. Tim Tompkins, everyone. Thanks again, Tim, for coming on. It's always a pleasure, and I'll see you guys again soon. Bye bye.